Welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. I'm your host, Laurie Sterling, a COO, coach and mentor. I both do what I teach and teach what I do with a passion for empathetic team leadership, business operations and all things entrepreneurship. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, I have a special guest, Zita Norton, who is an executive assistant and former online business manager who works for Leonie Dawson, an entrepreneur and best-selling author since 2018. Hi, Zita. How are you? And Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much. That was a lovely welcome. Oh, great to have you on. So when did you first start your OBM business? So I started my sort of virtual assistant OBM business in 2018. It would have been March of 2018. And then I started working for Leonie, who is now my current and only client, would have been like September, October of that same year, 2018. Gotcha. And what made you start your online business? So I was in the middle of doing a master's in counseling and psychotherapy, and I was working as a waitress at a a lovely sort of hotel complex in my town. And I guess content warning for car accidents, but on the way home driving from a shift, my car was impacted by another car and I was left with sort of permanent injuries from that, which meant that I lost my job and I wasn't able to continue with study just because of the impact physically and emotionally that this accident had. And so I thought, well, I'll go a little bit mad if I'm not doing something, especially because I am autistic and have ADHD. So I really need that structure and having something to do is very important. And so I was, I just thought, oh, I'll I've always sort of been interested in being an assistant, so I'll give it a go. And it sort of took off from there. Yeah. And so how did you start finding new clients? So I, for a very long time, since it would have been 2013, I interned for a psychologist and I was mainly throughout my bachelor's of psychology and the master's of counseling, just kind of helping do her website, making graphics, social media, just very like sort of basic, helping her write her blog posts. And she was a friend of mine as well. And I was just doing that. And then she was sort of helping me out with my course. And she had gone on a retreat and came back and was like, I've found someone who would like a a virtual assistant who is obviously willing and able to pay. Mm. And That was how I got my first client. And then it was literally just word of mouth after that. Easy as that. Nice. Yeah. So how many clients did you end up with at the peak of your business? At the peak of my business, just working as a virtual assistant, I, off the top of my head, had six to eight clients. Oh, wow. Nice. And so what has been the shift to work with just Leonie? What, What happened there? How did that come about? Yeah. So in sort of the middle of 2020, I think the pandemic has completely ruined my, <laughs> my idea of time. But uh, yeah, in the middle of 2020, Leonie basically asked whether she could have all of my hours. She was one of your clients. 
Yes, yes, she was. So I'd yeah, I'd worked from with Leonie from 2018 through just we found each other through word of mouth. I was VAing for her best friend, which was really lovely. And so yeah, I in 2020 she asked to have all my hours and at that point the clients that I was working with were all very they'd contact me as they needed me. So I didn't have a lot of consistency in terms of hours. Mm -hmm. And so when Leonie offered that, I, you know, thought about it for a little bit and it was a very easy yes. Yeah, nice. Do you mind sharing what your rates are at the moment as an executive assistant? Yeah, not at all. So at the moment I do 20 hours a week. So I do four days a week, five hours a day. I have complete flexibility with when I work. Previously, I was working Monday to Friday, four hours a day, but then I was like, I would love a three-day weekend. And Leonie was like, yep, go for it. So my role at the moment is in between a VA and an online business manager. I'm sort of in a gray area, but I charge approximately $55 an hour, which I mean, I I just charge a month in advance, which is a flat rate of 4,000 Australian dollars a month. And then as part of our deal, I charge overtime at that hourly rate of $55 after 10 hours of overtime. Gotcha. Right. All right. And so how big is Leonie's team? Like how many team members do you manage? So Leonie has a very, very small team up until 2021. It was literally just me and her. And from when I'd started with her, it had always just been her and I, we would often pull contractors in. So we've worked with contractors for running Facebook advertising. We have the contact details of an IT specialist who I think in my time with her, we've used three or four times. Currently we have Lydia who runs our customer service which she took over from me, which I'm so thankful for. And then we have Tam, who uh, is Leonie's best friend, who I used to VA for. And Tam sort of pops in and does our Facebook advertising for us now and runs some other projects when we sort of need an additional hand. So it's, yeah, it's me, Lydia and Tam and Leonie. Nice. That's great. And so what's the growth that you've seen in Leonie's business since you've joined? The growth has been huge like and, and consistently increasing. When I first started with Leonie, they had a membership site, which at the time was called the Shining Biz and Life Academy. Mm-hmm. And that was hosted all on WordPress. And it was there were thousands and thousands of members and they were closing down the membership. And then, so they sort of paired everything back and were just doing individual course releases, e-course releases. So every sort of three or four months, a new course would come out. We do a live round of it and then we'd sell it as its own product. And we moved from WordPress to a hosting service called Kajabi. And so we'd sort of gone from this you know, very hectically only had had a team of like 20 plus people who who I never met any of them. She got down to one, I think last part-time VA and that VA went off to get more hours. And so mm-hmm. then I took over part-time. And so from there, it's, it's really built back up again in terms of sort of 
customers, business success, finances. And so Leonie's just reopened the academy with all different courses on that different platform. But so it was basically, you know, she'd reached a point where it was felt a bit like a pinnacle. She Mm -hmm. paired it back to kind of recover and figure out where to move the business next. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's just been growing and growing since. Nice. So what do you think was the reason for like this catalyst for growth for Leanne? I think every time we've had catalysts and and big growth periods, you know, within an upward trend in general, it's always been when she's been able to really tend to her own needs and you know, she talks about it. She She's autistic and has ADHD as well. You know, she has physical health issues, all of which she talks about publicly. And so as a creator and an entrepreneur, it's, it's really important to be able to recognize signs of burnout and, and even, you know, build things into your routine where you don't even need to notice the signs of burnout because you're consistently managing everything that's required of you. And so, you know, we've just come out of a period of, of what Leonie calls fallow. So, you know, we were sort of in maintenance mode and Leonie was taking, you know, some well-deserved rest time and, and we were just chugging along. Mm -hmm. And then Leonie was like, okay, I'm ready to get back in the driver's seat. These are my goals for this year. These are what I want to hit, where I want to take the business and that was the also the catalyst of me stepping down as online business manager because she wanted to step back into that role and I wanted to go back out of that role, basically. Yeah. So is that like that was there was a bit of in, an impact for you for that growth that you sort of felt you needed to rebalance your roles? Yeah. So we'd been in maintenance mode and I'd had a few things happen in my personal life which just had run me down a bit. I was selling my house and I'd have to, I'd had to move out of my house into a rental and I'd had some health issues. And so the online business manager role was starting to feel quite overwhelming, particularly as we were doing launches. And I was hyper aware that within my role, I was somewhat responsible for the outcome of those launches. And I just felt like my capacity was dropping past a point Mm -hmm. where I felt comfortable in being able to meet expectations, both my own and within the business. And so when Leonie sort of mapped out this year at the beginning of the year, and I saw everything that we were sort of planning on doing for the year, I it was like the penny dropped. And I was like, I, I don't have capacity to meet that at the moment. I'm quite burnt out from my personal life. And I don't want to burn out in my work life. And so I had a chat with Leonie about that. And as with everything that I bring up with Leonie, she was so understanding and compassionate and empathetic. And she gave me lots of different options, everything from resigning, taking six months off, stepping down and going into more of a executive assistant, virtual assistant role. Mm. And that just took so much pressure off me and made me feel like even though I was very, very tired, that I could actually keep working and have it be really healthy for me. 
That's fantastic. That says so much for like the relationship between both of you that you felt safe to say that and that she supported your decision to move sort of sideways inside the business. And that's amazing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Wow. And so what advice would you give an entrepreneur who wants to hire their first OBM or executive assistant? Yeah. That's a really great question. I th- I think so from the perspective of of having a few different clients, everyone I've worked with on a sort of more of a long-term basis has been really great. And, and one of the things that has made everyone great is that they have always come to me with an idea of what they want from me. Mm. And so if, you, if you're looking at hiring a virtual assistant, an online business manager, being able to, and this, this sounds simple, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this, being able to tell that person, that online business manager, what their role looks like, what your expectations are, what your budget is really makes a huge difference. And having onboarding procedures, you know, if you have certain ways that you like customer service emails to be answered, have that written down in a Google document. You know, if if you have hours that you are contactable and hours that you aren't communicate that so that your virtual assistant or online business manager isn't contacting you and then you're getting overwhelmed and they're not getting answers essentially just it's so much better at the start to over communicate than to under communicate because it it sets you up for the long term Absolutely. I agree. And so what advice would you give to an OBM or executive assistant who works side by side with a CEO? I think my first piece of advice would would be have strong boundaries. I haven't experienced this, but I know that there can be a culture of you should be available all the time. If I call you, if I send you an email, you should answer. And that's a one-way ticket to burnout and also having a falling out with your CEO. So, you know, if flexibility is always important as well, but it, you know, if you have work hours, you stick to those work hours. If you have times where you're, you know, I don't have kids, but if you're doing school pickups, then, you know, those are scheduled times that you're not available. If you're doing uni, those are scheduled times that you're not available. And, you know, if you start working for someone who is not flexible with those things, then maybe it's not the best fit and there's nothing wrong with that. And so what have you seen, like, what do you feel has been the hardest part of being part of a growing team? Probably the amount of work that's increased with it. So, I mean, we we haven't grown our core team in particular. That definitely hasn't grown at the same rate that the business has. You know, it was just Leonie and I until 2021. Uh, Tam had been popping in and out from 2018 to help us with projects, but she's Leonie's best friend. The three of us have about four different group chats with each other, one for work, you know, one for accountability, one for personal, you know, kind of jokes and banter. So there's no real hierarchy there in terms of of managing a team. And then when Lydia came on board, you know, she's brilliant. She's in managing our customer service emails and and she's, you know, now in the same group chats. And so there's very little crossover. For the most part, it's usually just me being contacted about a customer service email that I might step in to manage either because the question's complicated or the person wants to speak to Leone and so I'm the next best. 
<laughs> option. Yeah. We have been increasing the number of contractors that we've been working with. And so there has been, I suppose, managing a team in that sense, although obviously it's once the project is done, we no longer work with them. And the biggest challenge there is, you know, our entire team is neurodivergent and a lot of the people that we work with aren't. And so we've just found that kind of navigating those communication and boundaries and everyone's always super respectful, but it's just a matter of really making sure that everyone gels and that we can get the project done without anyone feeling undervalued or not communicated with, which I think would be the same, even if everyone was neurodivergent or everyone was neurotypical, but it just adds a, an additional element. Love that. That's amazing. And so what has been the best part about working on the team with Leonie? Oh, probably the banter and the laughs. Leonie and I have, Leonie very affectionately calls me her angelic assistant and chaos goblin. And that's because I really like just causing a little bit of trouble just for fun. So sort of the most recent example would be that she asked me to take over her social media on the last day of a launch that we did back in March and April. And um, I did. And I just, instead of sort of doing the copy and, and posting as her, I posted as me. And the entire time was, you know, me writing posts being like, please buy a membership so that I'm allowed to run social media again um, and just, um, yeah, just roasting her and then she oh. roasts me back and we joke now that the way that we communicate is through passive-aggressive stories on her Instagram. <laughs> That's um, yeah, we just have a laugh, which means that, you know, even in the most hectic of launches when everything goes wrong and the technology breaks and people are emailing in, you know, help, and we're like, oh, no, what, what's happened? You can still it just that. Means that, Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just makes it just, yeah, it's I know that every day that I go to work, I will laugh at something. And that that makes a huge difference. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. So what's next for you? What are you hoping is your your goals, your dreams and your vision? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I think within working for Leone, continuing to do so. Yeah, it's been it'll be six years soon. And it's the the longest job I've ever held down. And I think part of that is because I'm working in a neurodivergent team. And so I, you know, I love the work. I love the people I'm working with. I love the person I'm working for. And so, yeah, I really can't see myself doing anything else. I certainly don't want to at this stage. I am going back to university in about two and a half weeks time, which is very frightening to finish that master's degree in counseling and psychotherapy. So five years later, because I'm paying student debt on it. And if I'm going to pay a student debt on it, then I want to at least have the piece of paper that says I finished it. And I have something like nine months to go. Um, So I'm going back extremely part-time. I'm doing one subject per trimester. It will probably take me another five years to finish, but I just want it done. And then that way, you know, I think, I think Leone will, Leone's talked before publicly about, you know, doing an early retirement. And so, you know, I don't, I don't think I could work 
in this position for anyone else. I think I've had it too good. And I think it would be nice to then transition into something else at that point. And that gives me an option to do so once, you know, Leonie no longer needs an assistant. And yeah, that's, that's about it really That's awesome. at this stage, yeah. finish uni and keep working. <laughs> Love it. And so how can people like follow you and your journey and, and how, and your twists and turns of your future life to come? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I do have a website, which is zetanorton.com. So Z-I-T-A-N-O-R-T-O-N, but it has not been updated in, I'd say nearly a year, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. And I mean, I have a business Instagram as well, but that also, I also don't use, I've really moved into a very protective space online for myself. And because I'm not looking at being an entrepreneur of my of myself, I sort of was like, I don't need <laughs> anything. So the best place to really find me is probably Leonie's Instagram. Oh, In, okay. Every few days you'll see some sort of story that's very much from me that's probably making fun of her in some way. And so her Instagram is Leonie underscore Dawson. But yeah, that's that's it really. If I if I ever decide to start posting online again, it, it will be on that website. Otherwise, it's it's on Leonie's Instagram. Awesome. We'll definitely have those links in the show notes for everyone to check it out. And if you're Thank an you. OBM and you're looking to increase your own income without needing to work more hours by leveling up to a COO role, improve your leadership skills, teach your team to work autonomously, make confident decisions and become a strategic partner to your CEO, please check out my website, lauriesterling.com for more information or reach out for a prospectus on my nine-week digital COO accelerator program. Thank you to everyone for listening and thank you to Zita for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been lovely. Awesome. And until next time, have a productive day.